Welcome to the Film Mug Podcast, where we're trying to achieve it one shot at a time. I'm one half the Film Mug, Robocar, and we're also joined by the other half of the Film Mug, Richard Scott. That's me. And we're also joined by the official, unofficial third member of the Film Mug, Christian Foreman. That's me. So you've just told us off air that you actually have a fact. I normally start with one, so we'll see which fact is better. Fact uh, off. Fact off. I'll so, be awarded um, points to the best fact this yeah, week. Yeah, so we, we do a fact at the beginning of the show. Christian, go with yours first. Okay, do you know in Spider-Man, though, the original Spider-Man? Toby Maguire one, yeah. yeah. Do you know what, when he's in the, the cafeteria, the high school cafeteria, and he's just discovering like his powers, and Mary mm-hmm. Jane walks in and, and she he, slips. He, he grabs the stuff. Yeah, and he grabs yeah. the stuff. Yeah. That wasn't CGI. They put like non, non-sticky stuff on. Have you got this fact? No, no, I know this fact though, yeah. <laughs> put non-sticky stuff on the tray, and he had to catch it like and balance everything. How many takes was that again? 156. That's pretty impressive. And the studio wanted to cut it because it was taking too long to shoot, well, obviously. Yeah, I thought that was fun. It is a fun fact. Yeah. They did it all in camera. And it's a moment re- we remember from the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. So it's significant? Yeah. yeah. I think it was worth it. Oh, yeah. Because t- I didn't know. I thought it was CGI, and I thought they like um, did the... The shot I didn't did it in reverse or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. But it was quite impressive of Tobey Maguire to catch all that. Yeah, but it well, not 156. Yeah, attempts I mean, <laughs> it would have made it would have made more sense if they just did it all backwards or something. And, yeah. yeah. Um, right, my fact is, you know, on Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf uh, goes to Bilbo's house, his little hobbit hole. Yeah. Um, in the script, Aim, Sir Ian McKellen, who obviously plays Gandalf, um, accidentally bumped his head. Off the beam, it wasn't written into the script. And Peter <laughs> Jackson found it so funny, it actually made it. Into I, the I remember that scene very vividly yeah. as well. It, it, it kind of sets up his character between yeah. him and Bilbo, and so. it shows how small their space is as well. Yeah, but it was a complete accident, so uh, it happened on set, and they kept it in. So that's cool. I like that fact as well. There's my fact. Um, Richard, who, who won the fact? Won the fact I, I don't have a fact. But well, who won the uh, fact? Who won the fact off? Oh, I don't know. They're both pretty good, to be honest, but. Rob's was a new fact to me. Oh, right. I knew about the uh, the Spider Man one, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to award it to Rob this one week, nil. unfortunately. One nil. Um, but maybe you can much. maybe you can come up with another fact. Is this next a new week. thing? A fact? Yeah, off. why not? We'll we'll keep we'll, we'll call the segment because you don't what get the fact. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to play in the games. No, so no. we'll have a little bit. What the fact of? Okay. <laughs> um. So, Rob fucked off just a lot better this, this week. <laughs> yeah, we, I did. <laughs> it's um, quite fast. <laughs> uh, let us know what we're doing on this week's podcast, Christian. So coming up on this week's podcast, we have news and reviews. Well, we, we will be discussing secret stories of the Corridor crew. And then you haven't seen that, we'll be figuring out how 12 Angry Men achieved the film look by dissecting its filmmaking properties. And later on, we'll be talking about shooting formats, colour um, gamuts. How do you pronounce that? Gamuts. Gamuts. And when and why to choose certain technical camera camera settings. And throughout the podcast, Rob and Rich will be competing in a filmmaking trivia challenge. If you would like to send us any questions, comments, or film suggestions for the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at The Film Look or via our email, which is thefilmlook at gmail.com. Rob, get us started with... News and views. No, 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 no. News and views. No, no, no. I forgot it. <laughs> you haven't done it for the past couple of weeks, you haven't got it right? No, no, no. Anyway, um, one of our favourite YouTube channels is Corridor Digital. I think we'll agree with that. Um, yeah. They've been producing some amazing short films uh, for a very long time, but they also have their second channel um, called Sam and Eco, which is actually just changed to the Corridor Crew because it's more than just about them. And uh, they've just put a video out and... It's it's not so much educational; it's more inspirational. Um, they, you know, it was originally just Sam and Nico who started that channel, and then over time, uh, their crews uh, grown, and I think there must be 
eight or nine of them now, um, yeah, like like, like, like full time crew, and Sam and Ego kind of go through the people who work there and how they met them, and a lot of the time. Um, the people who work with them now and how, how they did meet them was they just helped on a shoot and they got along and they realised oh you're good at shooting do you want to come along on this and then the next person comes along oh do you want to shoot this for us and it just kind of happened that way naturally uh, sometimes they knew them beforehand or one of them um, actually lived in the same apartment to them and realised that you know we kind of do the same thing do you want to come along and shoot this and again it was, it's just kind of a little bit inspirational for, for us because that's exactly the direction I would love to go into. I would, you know, at the current moment, there's there's two official and one unofficial members of the film. Look, um, but I would love to have more people who have got different skills and to help us. And it just shows you they did it. So why can't we? Type mm-hmm. thing. Um, we, we shot our short film at the weekend uh, and we, we had a good solid crew. Everyone who worked on it um, did an amazing job. And it was just nice to have that of people who have different skills and build it with them and if I could employ everyone and pay everyone a wage I would but unfortunately we can't do that right now can't even um, pay ourselves very much can't even pay ourselves but um, <laughs> it's just kind of with with that video which will be in the show notes below it's just a bit of an inspirational one especially if you, you are a filmmaker um, or you're, you are on YouTube of how how far you can actually go in this and still um, after how many years have they been going six, seven, something eight, like that, almost ten years, years now. Nearly ten years, just making stuff on YouTube. Well, you've only been going two and a half, couple yeah. of three years, right? Yeah, that's, two that, and a half. that's very true. Um, and I think we, we are going in the right direction, but it just shows that they did it. Yeah, and yeah. They're still doing I it where they, a living. I wonder where they were after two years, two and a half years. Yeah, so um, they're very, very skilled in the stuff that they do put out is at a high, high production level. Um, but they just have fun while doing it. Yeah. They're doing exactly what they love. So go check out that video. It's very inspirational for filmmakers. The next one is actually, it's a bit strange one i read this today is um you know the you know time magazine mm-hmm. they're they're kind of the um the front covers got the red board board around mm-hmm. and time on it well they actually created the new cover um 100 meters it was 100 meters tall um and it was made out of 980 uh, 958 drones so they shot this at um dusk and what they did is they flew 958 drones in the sky which all had a red light on and made the shape of the time logo and the border around in the sky. That looks mental. It's, Nine, um, 900 and something drones yeah, in the sky. In the sky. How do they not like all crash into each other? It's, and- it's all programmed from a computer to fly up. They did it before at the Olympics, but um, the, the I'll, I will put this in the show notes below, but I will show you, Christian, so, so cool. you can see it. Um, this this image here, I'm on my phone, so it's not too great. There's, a, there's an image there. Um... And they flew all these drones up. And, oh. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely amazing. Like, they, they programmed them all in, flew them up, and put them in position. Obviously, they had to deal with wind, and just they had to get all the technical side right. And it's a really interesting video. The clip that they've put online is 13 seconds, but they've got behind the scenes. Behind the scenes footage. It looks like drones well. are taking over. It's like an alien invasion. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, there's, there's, there's a footage of them all going up in the sky, and it just looks unbelievable. Um, You know, for a 13-second clip, and they took... Um, still when they were up there they flew a, like all the drones are quite small and then they flew a big drone up to kind of record it um, yeah. and, and take the picture I like that the amount of effort and time and energy and money went into just getting a single shot yeah it's I like that sort of stuff I mean t- Time Magazine it's, it's, is it still a magazine? yeah yeah, yeah it's still yeah, a magazine yeah. I mean there's there's not magazines now you would think why is it still no, a magazine? I know, yeah. I know a few people that get it delivered to the they oh, have really? a subscription to it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a super interesting video. And uh, they had 958 drones, which was just, I just read it. I was like, wow, that's uh, that's pretty 
pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty so cool. it's quite funny the video. You can just see the last ones of the M in the eye like going into place and then they've got to quickly take it because the weather's changing and the the, the all the winds moving around everything's moving around so um all those will be in the show notes below and that's the end of news and views news and views na, na, na. news and views na, na, na. okay moving on to trivia this week so i'm repeating last week's trivia and i know both of you didn't like it or maybe rob didn't i like, like it, it. Yeah, that was but we were at a barbecue last night at rich's place it was very nice thank you for inviting us richard that's no bother and rob too who works on the films? Oh yeah, just explain. Rob yeah, um, so I'll, <laughs> that was confusing. Yeah, <laughs> when we make sure films, uh, the camera crew is made up of two Robs and an Obi. Uh, Obi's Adam Obi, um, but there's Rob, um, who was my first assistant AC, and he like the f- the f- focus puller, and he yeah, says com- he liked it. So yeah, films. Rob, we were talking to Rob last night, and he listened to last week's podcast, and he said he liked it. So I am listening to listen to th- feedback and doing it again. <laughs> so this is this is for you, Rob, if you're listening. So, all you have to do is name the filmmaking term based on the description that I give you. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, first one. Let me find it. Sorry, I hit the mic. So, I'll read out a, um, a description. So, the first one is shifting the focus from one plane to another. Focus pulling? It's racking. Racking? Oh, yeah. Racking focus. Racking focus. And Richard got that one there. Number two. Rob would have got that I one. mean, it's still know, pulling well, was, focus. It's still, it's still pulling focus <laughs> like it is. But. but a rock is from A to B. Yeah. Uh, that was for Rob as well, that one. Uh, lighting coming from one side of the subject. Key? Pretty simple. Key light? No. One side of the subject. Monodirectional? You probably call it something else. I've got here side lighting. Uh, right. Well, Great. Well, it wouldn't be side light. It would just well, be. Look, this is the glossary I've got in front of me. <laughs> the, coming from one side, I would. Well, if it's only one light, it's technically your key, because that, that's. Well, well it didn't say it was one light though, did it? Yeah, that's true. All right, last one for this one. The glossary's so, playing us now. <laughs> uh, shot one shows a character staring off into a certain direction. Shot two shows what the character sees. What was that? Point called? of view. No. Nope. No. Nope. Cut away. No, um, so shot one shows the character staring off into a certain direction, and shot two shows what that character sees. I mean, that's a that's just an insert. No, you say it all the time, Richard. I think you do. Do I? Yeah. Perspective. No. What is it? An eyeline match. I've never said. I've that. never said that ever. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever says that. Oh yeah, well we'll do that shot. It's an eyeline match. Make sure we get the eyeline match after this one. <laughs> we'll probably will see it from now on. It's bloody glossary, man. <laughs> Alright, that's I'll do three around. That's it for okay, the first one. So Richard Richard won that one. <laughs> okay, now we're moving on to uh you haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. And we're gonna be talking about twelve angry men. The 12, Ang- 12 Angry Men is a 1957 American courtroom drama film which tells the story of a jury made up of 12 men who are angry as they deliberate <laughs> the conviction or acquittal of a defendant on the basis of reasonable doubt, forcing the jurors to question their morals and values. Uh, the film is a powerful indictment indictment, and, annou- and denouncement and expose of the trial um, by jury system in the US. The film is notable for its almost exclusive use of one set. Um, uh, the film is 96 minutes in uh, total, and only three minutes of it take three minutes of it take place outside of that location. 
Uh, when it was first released, it was like a disaster financially. It didn't really make much money, but it was critically acclaimed. It did receive three Academy Award nominations um, without any wins. Do you know what they were? Oh, you can guess. Well, I put them in the oh, in the show in. notes. Um, I'll go um, Best Direction. Yep. And Set. Nope. Nope. No, I don't know. It's Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay. Oh, right, okay. And it lost all three of them. Uh, and then it, over time, it's one of those films that over time has is, is gained more of a following. And, and now it's in all those lists, isn't it? Like, I think it's in the top 10 mm-hmm. IMDb. That's one of the reasons we IMDb chose it. IMDb number five. Number five. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I've seen this before. I think Rob's seen it before as yeah, well. Absolutely. Richard hasn't seen it, so I'll no. I'll, this is my I'll, first I'll time. I'll start with you as ever. Uh, the best thing I liked about it was the the writing, uh, and I'll get more into that when we get to the writing part. Nice, quick. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, good, Rob. Yeah, yeah. It's um, again second time watching this. You, you can pick up a lot more. Um, it's there, kind of. A lot more of the different angles and the shots used and how long some of the takes are. Uh, the editing um, and just kind of where everyone is in the room. It's yeah. it's pretty it's a pretty interesting one to be honest. Yeah, I like this film as well. I think I like the fact that like I agree with Richard that I like the story, I like the writing, I like how the tension comes from the the dialogue mm-hmm. rather than any action, and that we get to see like twelve distinct people mm-hmm. just uh, their personalities revealed over the course of ninety minutes, even though they're just all in one room not doing much mm-hmm. other than talking. Uh, so we can talk about the story. The story is quite simple. I think I've already went through it. So there's, like, 12 there's, 12, there's 12 men. There's 12 men. And they're all angry. <laughs> and uh, at first, one of them is like, no, he's not guilty. Yeah, and everyone's to, like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, they have to decide if the kid, um, which has been listened to the evidence for two weeks or something, if he's guilty or not. And it seemed like an open shut case, like he would. Well, yeah. that's what they tell us. Yeah. But then one guy puts a spanner in the works. Ah, dun, dun, dun. And then eventually, spoiler, he persuades them all. Because yeah. um, uh, life is in their hands. Death is on their minds. It explodes like 12 sticks of dynamite. It's on the poster. Yeah, it's a, that's actually the quote, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the story then? I thought... I'll do it. Yeah, you go. I thought it was super interesting. I think the, the setup's really... It sets up really well, so... You you're in the court for um you're in the court for seven shots. I'm gonna go through these as we go do it. Seven shots, two point two minutes and fifty five seconds. Um, and there's one shot in particular that kind of tells the whole story of how you know it or it helps set set up um kind of the decision that's happening happening in the end. And that's just the shot of the boy. It's one shot. Lingers on him for a while. Yeah, it? and you can tell he's young. Um, and. You know, the judge just before that it says that he's be, he's killed someone, first degree murder, um, and then you you just see it's a young boy, and you can see the con- you can the conflicts there straight away, and it's just a shot, it just happens, and then it's all set up from there from uh, everyone else. It's all like specificity of information, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wasted in this film. Yeah, you no. didn't you didn't need to see the boy like getting arrested or, or like anything like get, that get cuffs on and there's like yeah. a sweet montage where he's getting thrown in the back of the police car or anything no, he didn't and like, we, we never up. we never know as the audience if he was guilty or not at the end that's what i was no. going to ask you at the very end of this which we can right. get on to was he actually guilty but we'll, we'll, i was we'll, going to ask you that as well no. oh we'll do that at the end let's find out <laughs> yeah we'll do that at the end and the there's an episode i'm writing about writing that talks about dialogue and how you can think of dialogue in a different way and one of those ways is by not thinking of dialogue as just something you write to be delivered, but something that another character is receiving. So dialogue is a way not just of 
putting the exposition in, which this film had to do. It had to explain everything mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's it's everyone in a room. It's, it's the procedure it, of trying to figure out the case. Though, and it, but well. it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Because they would actually be talking about it in the room. So yeah. if it was a hidden camera, it's not like they would say, oh, and by the way, did you know Danny's coming for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did, Margaret. Of course he is. It's on the fridge or something. It's them talking and you expect it. No, that's the sequel, 13 <laughs> Hungry <laughs> Boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but it's, you're right, because they don't show, they could have had a, a few more scenes at the beginning before they went into the, the room where they showed the, the courtroom and showed what he actually did or what mm-hmm. they were arguing against. Yeah. But they didn't. They, and we learned as as when, as when the film went on what actually happened through their dialogue and through the exposition. That and they, a lot of people did. would think that dialogue just in and of itself is... A terrible move for a film this obviously proves that almost completely flipped the other way and I feel like the the main part of it is the fact that the dialogue is there to serve a reaction to the next person they're speaking to and then they have their character trait uh, sort of revealed revealed yeah. the luminosity of it comes off and then and then they talk and they sort of throw the ball to the next person and it's like the, the the line is in there for this other person to react to it so we can see what type of person they actually are rather than just, do you think he is guilty? No, these are the reasons why. I'm going to now tell you why he was there and there was a knife and there was this. And it's instead, it's like 10% of that mixed around all these very unique 12 different characters. And one thing I really liked about it was they all seemed like their own character. Yeah. You know, sometimes when there's a dozen people in a room Two or three of them can be quite similar in ensembles. Yeah. And these are all like normal guys. They're not like superheroes where you can dress them all differently and they've all got different superpowers. They're all just 12 angry men. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, but even then, this, they all had their own unique personality. Yeah, which I wrote down as well. So like, it, it is quite a task to bring out those unique rounded individuals when they're all 12 mm-hmm. middle-aged white men uh how each one of them sh- shone really yeah um and you could tell well you could tell you couldn't tell who they exactly were but no with, with the information you I got mean, given you could tell you know which what type of character type of person they were. The, like so, so the personality was like guilt or pride yeah, or yeah, stubbornness some, some, or of, racism some of the characters was so juror number 12 was the advertising guy you yeah, know, he didn't want to be there. He all, he's all his, be bothered because his, no, his, his trait was he just took his glasses on and off. For yeah, the ninety minutes. Obviously, um, jury number eight was the guy who you know said not guilty at the beginning. Yeah, he, he had a clear he he, he the morals. He's the, he's the hero. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, the protagonist. He, isn't he, he's really? probably yeah. He's kind of well, uh, the most intelligent probably of the group. He says he's an architect, so he thinks more, about most the logic. critical thinking. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't saying I was going to ask you that. Is he the protagonist or not? Because I think all 12 of them have yeah, got uh, equal screen time. Yeah, they do. Um, well, he's just I the one that so instigates. You have to have someone that instigates of, in it. In terms of the protagonist, if he was taken out of it, we wouldn't have a film. That's true. Yeah. Um, you've got Dura number five, which I think is the guy who... He's the one with the rim glass, the rimless glasses. Yeah. Dura number four is the one who they talk about the glasses. So he's uh, with the he, the marks on his eyes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So he's, so Dura number five is the the guy from the street. So the street, yeah. yeah. So he's cause, so he's very different. He's, he's more rela- related to the kid who's on trial. Yeah. Uh, so you, you have to have at least one of them in there. What uh, was interesting about his character was he didn't look like he was sort of from the streets no he's, which he's worked why up it from was there. yeah and yeah. it was like surprising and yeah. the guy was very empathetic towards yeah. the the um murderer person yeah 
Uh, June number Dependent. Th- yeah, Dependent, June, yeah, that's yeah. the word. June number three was the guy who didn't want to believe. Um, and, he, you know, it was all about his son. Like, him, him. Quite hit, angry like, and angry stubborn. Angry his son, yeah. And obviously, um, number one, I thought he didn't, like, he was the kind of guy in charge, but he... he the foreman, did foreman, they call it? Yeah, he called him the foreman. Um, and he, he was... He had to keep peace, but he had to still make a decision and go along with everyone else. Um, so I really liked his of, character yeah. as well because, you know, that he could have been Mr. Default. He he sits on the fence about it, but he didn't. He still had his own opinion and he still got riled up when someone was complaining yep. that he sort of took charge. Mm-hmm. And it was it's all just this, like, you just watch in on these conversations to see who these people are actually like. And I feel like all the characters... I can I can place that sort of person on someone I've met in real life. Mm-hmm. It's all very realistic. Yeah. What I liked about the film as well, it's obviously biased towards making the kid go free and assuming that, like, uh, implying that he's innocent. But they don't make out the that the characters that are saying he's guilty like bad people. Mm-hmm. Like they're still like, for example, the foreman person. He was always saying he was guilty throughout, but he seemed like but he a, wasn't a nice a bad guy. guy. He wasn't yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. He just, um, the there was a couple, like, there was obviously a, a couple that were bad people. Like the racist guy and the, and the, ang- like the, the stubborn, angry one with his son. But the, yeah. the most of them were just, like you say, normal, relatable people. Yeah, yeah. Um, that were just a bit, they had their different reasons, their various reasons for what saying guilty or not guilty. And mm. even those bad people didn't feel like villains. Yeah. They still felt like your average Joe, just sort of. They're a bit, they're a bit on the odd side. Mm-hmm. So I also say it's quite hard to talk about the characters because they don't reveal any of the names throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, number f- eight so all the all thing. the twelve characters, the twelve angry men, are just one to twelve. Yeah, uh, and even the defendant, the kid, is just called the kid. Yeah, throughout the whole thing, and the witnesses are called the man and the woman or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so oh, though, oh, no, I'm wrong. The two, the they do reveal two of the names at the end. Oh, right at the end, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's the old man, isn't it? It's the it? old man, um, number who, eight, who changes. Mr. Smiley. Yeah, he's the first one to change. He's um, yeah. his answer, isn't he? I like the I like when he's just like, "What's your name?" I can't remember what he said, and then he tells me, "He goes, all right, see ya." <laughs> yeah, see you later. <laughs> and then just walk away. Why did they put that in? <laughs> Why know. did they he, reveal the names? What's the point? I don't know. Humanize them? Or, Maybe yeah, or, something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's a strange one. I feel like it could have ended with them all just walking away. But yeah. then they like speak to each other next to the pillar, and it was yeah. kind of like, oh, you've you've stepped on your own punchline a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just thinking about it, that's the only bit that I don't like in this film. Um, just go. thinking about it. One, one of the bits that are the second time watching it, because the first time watching it, I thought it was really weird, and then the second time is where he's talking, and then all of the guys just get up and stand looking at to look uh, out the window. Yeah, fifties direction, isn't it? And but. you just and I, I just the first time I watched it was like, what's going on here? It's 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 symbolic, isn't it? It's yeah. it, they're all literally turning their backs on on this. Racist. Yeah, and it's they're all joining each other, aren't they? Yeah. 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 They say that some people it's, are doing it and first, saying I'm going to join it's, in. It's the first time they're all united on something. Yeah, it's, it's this, the, this hatred in this man. It's just a little bit too much for me. It's a little bit too on the nose of like. Mm. Yeah, I say that. What, yeah, what's, it's not what's going on. It's probably not a natural thing. No, definitely not. Yeah, and then he sits on the the bent the desk by himself crying and you're just like what's going on now uh, it's 1950s <laughs> yeah. acting as well isn't it yeah. I mean that's not something I can, I can, that I don't like about it but it's definitely something I, that is certain points in it. It. I think it's quite a powerful scene one of the most powerful it serves the, the purpose film. doesn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. Like, at, at no point because I've only seen the, the one time when I watched it I was like oh yeah get in <laughs> but yeah, yeah I can no, imagine it's, it's, thinking it's about it that all these people just start to just get up and like face the wall yeah Okay, um, the direction. So this was directed by Sidney Lumet. Lumet. 
Um, and that's, uh, I think one of his first ones, right? Yeah, he came from stage to do this. All right. Yeah, so, which you can kind of tell. Yeah, from, you can from tell it's got some like uh, yeah. thicked out blocking sort of um, stuff. What What was really good? What they did was um, they rehearsed for two weeks straight for this, um, and he locked everyone in the in a room, which for yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Well, obviously <laughs> food and that. Obviously, it wasn't twenty four hours a day. Um, and the, the were meant to actually shoot this in twenty days, but they got it done in nineteen. All right. So they saved a little bit of money there. Um, it would be. I think this would be a really difficult one to shoot because there's no stop. Like when when we shoot a film, there's a scene, and we're okay. We'll just concentrate on shooting that scene today and that yeah. scene today. This is sections. just one scene, I suppose. Yeah, and if they obviously got it done faster, it's just like they were just going through it until we got it right, which is super interesting. Now scheduling wise, it would be an absolute nightmare. Um, you would have to just like shoot each character or something, wouldn't you? I think they might have done the shots. They must have done it, like, especially the opening shot, which is like 10 minutes long, uh, when in the room and it's moving across. I think they must have done it like that. Right. Um, they were exceptional. I didn't take note of how long, but they were exceptionally long shots at the beginning. Yeah, the, the first... You know, just panning around the whole room. Yeah, the first shot's like 10 minutes and then it cuts, and then there's a few, you know, two, three minute shots. Near the yeah. end, it gets a lot faster, which I've got a bit about editing in a, in a minute. But I th- the way I think the way I would probably do it is is just go through, it would just be line in your script and the yeah. shots. Um, some of the trivia I've, I've heard about ages ago was that they shot a lot of reactions as well, just on yeah. their own, because yeah. everyone has their own seat. Mm-hmm. They can just get anyone's reaction to whoever's talking mm-hmm. at any point. So it'd be like, oh, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, number nine and number 10 are arguing about something. All right, well, let's, let's shoot all of number three's reactions for the next... 20 minutes yeah yeah and yeah. the eyelines will work because they've checked all the 180s and yeah, stuff and the, yeah that's true they did get up and out up and down up the off the seats a lot yeah but i think did. that's just they had to do something to get yeah, them moving it. around the room and yeah. like using yeah. different this is a very good uh when we we talk about when the um when the action sits down when the actors sit down the action sit down yeah and th- this is a perfect example of that because people get up and down and up and down and then gotta when have they- people moving yeah gotta have independent activities because no one does nothing yeah and um, one of the things that the, the pros directed and every time they do a um, another like count that's a good I suppose a good stop we can alright let's work until we have to do another guilty or not guilty count uh, yeah which, which yeah. happens quite often so they often. found stop gaps in the script maybe yeah. I would hate to edit this film yeah, like it's, it just seems like there's there's imagine, so so many bits that you'd have to try and put film. together. <laughs> I know, like honestly, like it would be an absolute nightmare. testament to the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in terms of direction, I just think that the fact that they managed to cast um, twelve unique guys, they all look quite similar, other than obviously their ages, but they're all sort of white men, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and they're all very similar. It's in black and white as well, so it's not like they can put a spe- uh, specific colour on each character. Um, but the fact that the character traits are very unique is, is probably my favourite thing about this. Mm. I just thought it was really interesting. Apparently, because this was on the cusp, this was 57, this was on the cusp of colour just becoming a ubiquitous thing in film. Uh, so I think they blamed that on its failure at the box office. Because oh, no started, one wanted to see, yeah, no one wanted to right. see black and white anymore. So the, it only became successful when it started going on television, and then people just sat and watched it mm. rather than actively going out and watching a black and white film. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to bring up that Christian just pronounced it television? <laughs> <laughs> television. <laughs> Never mind. All right, cin- cinematography is the next thing. There's lots on the cinematography, as yeah. I'm sure you would have noted. You probably got the same stuff I've got here. But do you want to start, Rob? Uh, yeah, I'll can do so. 
Um, there's 360 shots in this film in total. Um, if it, it, th- 340 of them are in that inside that room. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I might as well see the rest outside. There's uh, three shots. The in the washroom there's one, and in the courtroom there's seven. Um, and the, it works perfectly. Like it says at the beginning, having just that one lingering shot of the kid sets everything up. Mm. Um, one thing I would do want to say about the cinematography is. As the film kind of gets uh, later on, some of the, the the lighting gets a little bit more dramatic. Yep. So when they kind of sit down into the chair, they k- come into the eye light, um, which is a very 50s, 40s, mm, 50s yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and it really helps kind of help the dramaticness. That's another word. Yeah, the, um, I noticed that the, they used a bit of, I think they call it pathetic fallacy. Mm-hmm. So the moment of turn... The halfway point and where everyone started was it started to rain in the film. Did it before it started raining? Did they turn the lights off and it just went dark really slowly? Yeah. Or was I imagining that? No, it did. It did go dark a little bit. Um, yeah. As as it just but as the clouds. I think that was over, supposed yeah. to be like the clouds coming over. Oh, yeah. Because right. yeah. I was watching it and there was a bit of a silent moment. I don't, think, any, I don't the, think anyone was talking. The lights on, didn't they? And then it, it just down, like yeah. started dimming ever so slowly. And then a couple of minutes, well, a couple of seconds later, it started to rain. Yeah. Uh, and then you, the, and the I was like, what happened there? Did they turn the lights off? Or was like. Anyway, See, so the thing is, you, w- with this was obviously a soundstage um, in a in a studio, so they could do that. Had no, I, I thought it was in an actual court of office. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Oh, this will be on a soundstage because the the probably would have been able to take the walls away, so they could get certain yeah. angles. The cameras wouldn't have been able to fit. It definitely there. was because you could see the the two D uh, yeah. high rise buildings uh, out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's the perfect. You you wouldn't do this in a location. It's too complicated. You wouldn't get any of the I know, right. and having sort of 12 keys on people and, and making sure that they all have their own cinematography sort of levels and yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. be yeah. a bit difficult. Well, maybe it was obviously based on a real room. Or like, or the yeah, 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 it would have been. Um, I mean, the like I said, the opening shots, shots are like 10 minutes long and it just flows throughout the room and you kind of get to see everyone, which is really interesting. Yeah, you, yeah. You, it was you know, really impressive that in reduction. And I really go, liked it. Does everyone want to take the seats? And everyone kind of, you, yeah. you, everyone has the position. I think it's good that they've all got a seat around the table because you know where they are in the room. You know, yeah. even yeah. if you don't remember. And that was like, a setup as well. They said that we might as well sit in order of yeah. our jury numbers. Yeah. But yeah, so the other thing I've got on cinematography <laughs> is uh, the the lenses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've got that. No, I didn't. So. Uh, Lumet wanted the room to seem smaller and smaller and smaller as the film mm-hmm. got on because the tension was growing and growing and so what he did I'll read it out um, he shot the first third of the film above eye level Okay. Um, the second third of the film at eye level eye level, and the third third of the film um, below eye level mm-hmm. so um, the ceiling started to appear as as it went on, right, it seemed yeah. to be oh, like right, okay. um, closing Did in. Did they on them. use more close-ups as well? Yeah, exactly. I've got this as well. So with a lot of extreme um, close-ups. Um, at the beginning, it was a lot of wide-angle stuff. Like mm-hmm. when they come in, you can see where yeah. everyone is, and then yeah. it just starts slowly Start zooming. The room, yep. Starts cl- slowly zooming, zooming in, and then at the end, everyone was just getting a full-on close-up. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you didn't get any close-ups at the beginning. No, that's really interesting. It makes you wonder if this shot in order. Um, I mean, why would they not not shoot in order? I think the. Sh- to do this, it would have, wouldn't they? They would have to, wouldn't yeah. they? And then just a little bit of over, go back a little bit go of overlap. Do and some then, pickups yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. That would make um, sense because you could start off like day one and be like, right, stick the wide angle lens on. And then after like three days, be like, right, George, I don't know who George is, he's the guy who swaps the camera lens. Stick a, stick a Mortelli one on. And then three days later, right, it's time to put another one on. <laughs> yeah, there was a certain, and yeah, you um, wanted to create that sense of claustrophobia yeah. with the viewer. And then the last, so it was closing in and in. It ends on all these um, close-ups of the faces, and then when they finally make the decision, it goes back to a wide, wide angle, and it's like saying that page. everyone, the 
they can breathe, the audience can breathe. Yeah. And it's like the tension relief. Yeah. Um, it was way during the moment where they all obviously stood up and faced the walls as well. Yeah. 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 Um, well, this is kind of, it's kind of in with the cinematography as well, but um, it's more to do about editing actually. Uh, so the f- half of all of the cuts in the film, I know we're getting to end in a minute, half of all of the cuts in the film were in the last 20 minutes of the film. All right. So so it was choppy only towards the end. Yeah, to build up the tension. Right. Backwards, forwards, backwards, yeah. forwards. People making a decision. Got to get a lot of reactions going. Yeah. yeah. So I'd imagine yeah. filming that as well. They might have sped that up, maybe, a little bit, and because there's a lot of coverage. They might have even they might have even done. T- nah, they couldn't have done two cameras in the fifties. I, li- I like that done. idea though, because it's imagine you're in a room with loads of people and and everyone's on your side, and then towards the end of the day, you're the only person left. You would literally like be seeing everyone's eyes staring at you. Mm-hmm. So if it's cut into loads of close-ups of just uh, eyes staring in one direction of everyone, it sort of gives that feeling of like I'm on my own now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm excited to watch this again. Um, well, you can either watch this again or the <laughs> the Matrix, the 1997, no, the 1997 version TV movie of Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> it's got a uh, Jack Lemon in, right? Jack Lemon in it, yeah. It's in colour as well. What year did that come out? 1997. I'm going to have a look at it. It doesn't look as good. 1997. Nope. Um, what's next? What's Do you have any there? more on editing? That was the main thing, just it speeds up, which is super interesting. Yeah. Like, as soon as... as yeah. I was kind of looking at the facts while I was watching it, because I've seen this before, um, and it was just... That was like... Then I started looking out for it, so it's definitely one to watch and look out for. Oh, yeah, this 1997 one looks terrible. It looks looks like the nineties. It looks exactly <laughs> the same as the original, but worse. Yeah, why did they make it? It's just a TV movie. It, was, uh, it right. was made for television. Like the script was made for television originally. Right. Oh, and the original it, script was. Yeah, and he made it into a film. Oh, you can right. kind of you can see that though. I think it was. It, it felt to me like a stage play. Felt like an episode, didn't it? You could easily do that on a on an episode or a stage though I'm surprised yeah. it's all just in one location right surely they've done this on stage Probably, I, I don't know I imagine so yeah. yeah but it might be boring on a stage that's true yeah because you just yeah. no I don't know I think the dialogue holds it up yeah, do, yeah. yeah. Um, there's obviously no special visual effects apart from the outside so, yeah. the skylines yeah, yeah. Uh, sound design I was right. I was because we were talking about sound last week and we didn't have anything to say I was I was listening out for sound this okay. week okay and the only thing, it, it's got that 50s thing where they exaggerate certain sounds. Yeah. Like when they walk, the shuffles were like... It's <laughs> very clippity cloppity. And then um, when they were in the bathroom, I noticed it. When he was washing his hands, he turned the tap on. It was just like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sounds like Looney Tunes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. It I don't know why they did that. That 50s foley art aesthetic like the the footsteps especially it yeah. sounds like everyone's wearing italian heels yeah <laughs> or cuban <laughs> heels or whatever it is yeah really clippity cloppity it's like horses are in the room yeah it's like they're standing on like floorboards like all the time yeah yeah echoey um there was a lot in it uh i found the must i mean you know it's a it's a really long film and most of the time they're sitting around but there's just a lot happening all the time in terms of the uh audio space mm. But yeah, it sounds very fifties. But I really like that about yeah. it. The, um, <laughs> there's there's been many Twelve Angry Men stage players. There's one coming oh, right, out at the right, minute right, there you go. in London, and it's in this last couple of weeks. So if you, if you want to go and check it out, it's on. Just to let you know. <laughs> no, good fact. Otherwise, we would have we would have missed it. We would have missed it. Oh no, uh, we've got soundtrack here. So soundtrack. I, I, 
Do you want to play? Do you want to play it again? Yeah, I'll, play I'll turn it, it up. It's, on. it's very nice, but I'll it's keep quite it quiet because it's really fuzzy. I think that might be because this is the actual sound from the film, and is it not raining at this point or something? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's very orchestral, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Sounds but really fifties. I know I've said that a million times. Yeah, I mean, the, the film doesn't really need much, though. It doesn't need anything. It just. Needs... I don't think it needed any of this. No. I feel like this kind of let it down because I, I I noticed it. Yeah, because there's so little soundtrack. Yeah, I felt like they could have done something with the actual sound design to create tension. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe instead of putting all this, like, uh, strings and brass and stuff into it, just have someone, like, like playing the knuckles yeah, or something yeah, on yeah. the table mm -hmm. and, like, get, like, these weird... Uh, organic drum beats going or something yep. with the characters. Yep. I'm a fan of films that don't have to use music. Yeah. Like they don't too. just stick it in. Yeah. Uh, I think the one of the, the rare times it is at the end when they all make the decision and then that when it goes to that wide shot of the room it just starts playing. I think it's again like a tension relief. Like yeah. alright yeah, let's true. just play the nice just music. calm it down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe next? they had to do that back in the day to the audiences like no. Feel a little bit... Well, yeah, maybe audiences weren't clued in on the grammar. Well, yeah, and, and the timing as well, kind of when you hear that, you know it's coming to the end. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, when the East films come out, there was like double features. Yeah. People used to be in yeah. the cinema for four hours at a time, uh, which sounds class. Um, <laughs> they would come and like serve you ice creams and that. Oh, yeah, no. So I remember good. that at the cinema, though. I remember the I remember the admissions. I know I am. I'm, I'm 67 years old. Um <laughs> For people who don't know, and yeah, in admissions, and you used to be able to get ice creams and that at the front. It's pretty good. I don't remember that. You know, I remember. He's lying. No, no, I, remember. Lying. I, remember. I remember that. <laughs> that has happened in years. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I, I, too. I used to love it. All right. What did you used to get? Well, just a vanilla ice cream. Just like a like a little pot, little 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 tub. Like a um. Did you dream this? No, no. Seriously, <laughs> you happen at the ABC cinema, didn't it? Like a screwball. Yeah. No, no, it was just like a... Just like a, a little just, paper pot? Yeah, you do A it. card pot? Yeah. With a spoon in that? Yeah, I remember when they used to do it at, like, uh, the theatre as well. They still do it at the theatre. Yeah, they do it at the theatre, yeah. yeah. That's still a thing, because no, no. they've got... Because the usually go, they go yeah, on for about four and a half hours yeah, yeah. in the theatre, so they have to. No, I remember the cinema. I'm old, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think you've dreamt this up. I think you've dreamt it. Did you ever go to the ABC cinema in Sunderland? I don't know what that is. No. You never... I'm not going to ask which, because he's not for No, I didn't. Sunderland only had one cinema yeah. and then it closed down oh, and, then right. and what is it now? It's a nightclub Is it? Yeah Oh it was the point wasn't it? It's the point It used yeah. to be the ABC cinema first film I ever went to see there Jurassic Park Alright And you got an ice cream? I did I fell asleep as well at that film Alright Second film maybe, maybe you fell asleep and you dreamt about the ice cream because nah, that's what you wanted I'm wanting. telling you <laughs> I'm telling you it used to be in the missions Even during Jurassic Park? Mm. Where would they stop it? I fell asleep right. didn't I? We could talk about this for a while <laughs> <laughs> I was only four years old. Oh. All right. Um, do those baths. How would you do it differently? Is there anything you would do? I would cut all the music. I feel like if we're going to make it now, keep it exactly the same, but cut the music. We don't need any more. People understand the grammar of film these days. I suppose I would make it 12 angry men and women. Yeah. 12 angry work. women? Yeah. If they were going to do this again, it would be all. There would have to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would get rid of the where, where everyone stands up. That just feels it's a bit weird. No one does that. I think no. I think I think so they're all getting it, possessed. It is, it's yeah. it's it's a necessary scene, but there's probably a way of doing it where they. How don't how it. would you do it differently? How would you capture the same feeling and progression? 
and um, like turn of that point well, without doing that yeah, physically. What happens now is obviously everyone just stands up and it's not natural to do that. No one's no one well, would do that. I, I would. I think the silence works because the whole thing, everyone's just shouting over each other the whole time. They could just There's still no, be sitting at the table and just and not then looking at them. This is the only time where the silent, no one persuades him that to change his vote. It's the silence that persuades him. Yeah. There's no like it's logic. The, yeah, the silence is fine. It's the standing up. Right. And then everyone goes off in the same order. It's not as cinematic though. Everyone just sitting around awkwardly yeah, looking yeah. at each other. Do you think if they made it now, everyone would just check Facebook oh, yeah, on the yeah. phone <laughs> instead? Be <laughs> like, I'm just going to wait until someone else. On the phone, you, yeah. there's, a, there's a close-up of the phone. There's racist you know, yeah. hashtag tweet. WhatsApp, get a group going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, has it aged? I've got well, a few issues with it that it could have fallen into the category of has it aged or would I do it differently? And that's like all of the things they did wrong in the film. Like a lot of things they did would have resulted in a mistrial. Yeah, that's true. And I think if they were making it again, they would fix that as well. Yeah, because people are a bit more wise and they would like, so they it's, do it's like, yeah. not a realistic representation of. Uh, of how a jury should act or would act. Mm-hmm. So, for so example, how, why would they do a mistrial? So, there's a few few reasons it would end in a mistrial. Um, the main one is that juror number eight brings in outside evidence and did outside investigations into the case, which yeah. is just like instant dismissal. All right. Um, he brought in a knife to the thing, which he went to the law, <laughs> the the locations, the area, <clears throat> yeah. and did all that. Yeah, and yeah. that's not allowed in a trial. And also when they make a lot of just sweeping assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, like the thing about the glasses at the end, that would never like play in court mm-hmm. because it wasn't presented in the... Yeah. It, they're just assuming that she's... Like wasn't it? Yeah, it's just a lot of hearsay. Um, and what else? Oh, and like the fact that the racist guy, three and three and ten, mm-hmm. they just wouldn't be part of the jury anyway because of this so bigoted yeah. and that they would imp- imp- impact their... their Obviously, decision yeah, making skills. Yeah, if it was doing more now, so they, would they, would, they wouldn't even be in the room. How would the um? How do they like find if you're a racist then? Well, there's like a pre-vetting thing. Oh, okay. All jury members. Yeah, I remember watching. I've seen the O.J. Simpson um, TV series about the trial. No. Um, it's really good, really, really good. Um, and it's it's you know most of it is about the trial that's going on, and the amount of people in real life as well that try to get on the jury for that. Like there was so much vetting they had to do, so you hadn't, you couldn't be like a sports fan. You couldn't, you couldn't oh, okay. be this because if you were they a sports fan, impartial. Yeah, if you were like a fan of his, the ex-rival team that he used to be on. Well, of course you're gonna convict him because he yeah. probably scores loads of points past you. Right. Um. So it's it's stuff like that, and um, with with um, obviously this trial here and trials in 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 general, they can go on for weeks. While the jury decides, this was obviously over a couple of days, a couple and hours. Even even in the fifties as well, it would be very, very, very unlikely to refer it to be all white men on yeah. there as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and nowadays it would never be an all white male jury. No. Uh, and the the and remake TV remake, there's, it's it's a mixture. Yeah. Do they still call it Twelve Angry Men? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fine. Exactly. Nine nine seven should have been. Uh, I suppose they're just trying and, to do the... And I think, like, number eight becomes his defence attorney, like, it becomes his lawyer, rather than as a jury member. Like, when they started acting out all that, the limp thing. Yeah. Like, it, if it wasn't brought up in court, you can't use it as evidence. Yeah, that's, like, that's they should have... This the would have happened have beforehand. That, yeah. The yeah. lawyers would have been like, well, He's, that's the, going to be part of the case. acting as their, his lawyer, which they shouldn't, because they just don't have right. any authority to do it. Yeah. 
and then if like the foreman guy, because he was the, he would be the one that would have to write all these notes down and how they came to their conclusion of not guilty, mm-hmm. they would just went mistrial, start again. Yeah, bring someone else in. Yeah. Anyway, that's cool. just nitpicky, but I just thought I know it's all like metaphorical and like more of an indictment on the how on the law system as a whole. Yeah. But I think you, you could get that stuff realistic as well. Yeah. Um, so here's a question: Did the kid actually do it? From the evidence that was seen. Well, it's not. It's about. It's not about whether he did it or not. No, no, we've already established that. <laughs> we know what the film's about. It's about, you know, these group of people come together and figuring out, but... It's about innocent until proven guilty, and he wasn't proven guilty. Yeah, but do you think... I mean, don't, don't care what these 12 angry men... What does these three angry men think in this room? <laughs> do you think the kid did it from the evidence that we heard? From the original evidence. Well, well would you even... All right, from the original evidence, and then would have you been convinced from what we heard? Yeah, probably. I would have been convinced. If someone if someone said it is we have proof that he stabbed his dad, I'd be like, that's murder. But the the knife alone, I know that the guy go, went and bought a knife, but that kid bought that exact same knife, and he he was seen running away. Was he seen running away? That's the thing is, there's a lot of evidence that's kind well, of like he was by witnesses, but the yeah. witnesses were called like. And then, yeah. The, yeah, but they were saying about the old man that, oh, he couldn't have got there that fast, he couldn't have done this, and he couldn't have done that. And it's just kind of like, well, yeah, but he still could have. They kind of it's just about, threw all that out the window, what they heard in court, it's like about, you were saying earlier. It's about, uh, well, reason, it's about reasonable doubt, though, isn't it? So yeah. if you can doubt, if you, yeah. you can doubt anything, yeah. reasonable then, doubt, then yeah. you can't, it's not evidence. Yeah. Reasonably, reasonable doubt. Yeah, reasonable yeah they doubt. convinced me. Yeah, they convinced me as that well. That he's not guilty. No, say he's not a bad guy, but he's not guilty of that exact crime. Yeah, yeah. But if beforehand, if the if it was if I was on the jury and I got all the evidence before they all sat down, yeah. I definitely would have been one of the people saying guilty. Yeah, because it it does look clear that he was. Yeah. In a way. So. But they yeah, also, reasonable doubt is. They also, in a court of law, you can't you can't use his past against him. Because he's just mm. this eighteen-year-old kid, and they keep talking about, oh, he's done this and that in his life, and you can't use that. No, it's not evidence. Oh, he's he's from this neighborhood. We know what they're like from that neighborhood. It's like, well, no, not not everyone is. So, yeah, cool. I would have liked to think I would be jury number eight and like stand up and be a, a, a white knight hero, yeah. but I don't know if I would or not. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, what we're watching next week then. Uh, Rob, you picked this one. Yeah, so I've been wanting to watch this for a while. I've seen it. You, you two haven't. It's called Victoria. Um, it's a German film, French-German film, I believe. Um, and what's interesting about it is it's all one shot. It's two hours and 20 minutes, and it's all one shot. Um, bit of an indie film as well. Um, and it's I really liked it because it's not just two, two hours, 20 minutes of someone sitting around the table. They go around Berlin... <laughs> Um, and there's a bit of action, there's a bit of comedy, there's a bit of everything, and it's all one shot, and you kind of forget about it as well. You, for, I mean, you forget that it is just one shot. The soundtrack's amazing um, as well, so I'm sure there'll be tons to talk about, especially uh, on the technical side of this as well, of how it, they did it. It was on Netflix, but I don't think it is anymore. Yeah, I think it's just been taken off. There's an ITV series called Victoria. That's about the Queen, though, isn't it? But uh, that's not yeah, this. Yeah, so it'll be the 2014, 16, 17 version of yeah. that? Yeah. Something along those lines. We'll post out about it. Um, super interesting. And I hope you... Cool. I'm excited. See, see what you think about it. 
So yeah, so Victoria next week if you want to watch and join in the conversation. Okay, I think that's it for... You haven't seen that? I haven't seen it. We have now. Certainly we, have. Uh, okay, we'll do a second round of trivia before we answer a question. Okay. Uh, again, just guess the terminology based on the description. The first one is two or more shots edited together that alternate characters often in a conversation. Would be like a reverse. Yeah. Shot. Like shot. a shot stroke reverse. Shot and reverse. Reverse shot, yeah. Well done. Over the shoulder framing are common in that. That's that's true. <laughs> it is, yeah. I'm just reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich got that one. Number two, uh, combining two or more images in a one. To composite. Cre- yes. Well, I've got here process shot, also called a composite shot. Composite there you go. shot. Well done. Uh, last one, lighting that avoids harsh, bright light and dark areas, creating... Diffused. Nope, creating a gradual transition from highlights to shadows. Um, a ramp. A ramp. No. A gradient. A gradient. No, a lighting that avoids harsh, bright and dark areas, creating a gradual transition from highlights to shadows. A low key? Midtones? No. no. I'll just tell you, it's soft, the soft line. Ah, uh, soft, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you just see him for diffused. You wouldn't, you wouldn't describe soft light like that. Well, I well, did. you would because it's like this is the technical definition of what a soft mm, light yeah. is. <laughs> Rich got two. We were both then. thinking about soft light. Didn't say it though. Didn't did you? say the word. Didn't yeah. say it. All right, we've got a question this week. Richard, you've got it, I think, on yeah, the Yeah, it's from uh, Greg Kane. So we, we mentioned last week that we were opening up the email address, thefilmlook at gmail.com, for questions. And he sent over something here. Speaking about last week's episode, uh, we watched 28 Days Later, we talked a little bit about the technical aspect of it. Like that we were all shot on uh, mini-DV, uh, standard definition, definition camcorders, let me just say this here, because he's actually wrote an entire essay over... Um, he says he really enjoyed the episode. Uh, he says there's, there's a bunch of other films that are in 4x3 standard definition as well, and they just don't hold up. And he says, some films shot on DSLRs and displayed at uh, 1080 continue to look really good, principally when the filmmakers achieve it one shot at a time through lighting, costume, acting, sounds, editing sounds familiar. and techniques and tools available. But he says uh, he'd be interested in hearing our thoughts on available and emerging technologies. So uh, you can shoot in 4K with wide colour gamuts, S-Log for greater downlight range and so on and so on. He asks what we shoot on. Do we shoot 4K? Do we shoot S-Log? And uh, when do we expect to start shooting on things like that uh, in the future? And when will the clients start to demand it? Um, so we shoot on Sony A7S's just on Mark 1. Um, so it's not 4K, it's still only 1080. Uh, before that, we shot on 600Ds, Canon 600Ds, and that was 1080 as well. But the 1080 on the Sony A7S's is a lot better than the Canon's. Mm. Um, you yeah. know, it's obviously a lot newer, and the, the colour range is slightly different as well. Um, we've never shot on 4K. We shot on 2.5K RAW, uh, which was a nightmare to edit and process everything like that but everything we shoot is on that for the episodes we shoot just on a standard pitch profile um just standard settings nothing no s-log no cine 4 um for our latest short film though we actually did shoot on cine 4 just because we needed that little bit more dynamic range between the shadows and the highlights um and it works out well i haven't graded it yet but i'll see how that comes out what's the rest of the story says 
I said uh, I basically said that in email. I thought I'd email him back straight away, oh, but he says uh, I mean we we will shoot on like four K and maybe eight K one day and with with cameras that are worth hundreds of thousands of pounds, hopefully with bigger dynamic range, but only when the project needs it. Yeah, our rule of thumb is that if 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 like Netflix gets in touch and says like you need to shoot an S log three and it needs to be in this particular format on this particular camera at this resolution, we'll go yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll do it. If we were doing something that was big, like had a lot of visual effects, we haven't done any... Well, we've only done brief visual effects on some of them. Yeah. If we were doing something that needed a lot, we probably would shoot on a higher, more expensive camera, so we got the Probably, range. yeah, so you've got the sharpness and stuff to work with. Yeah, Um. but until that happens, we'll just carry on shooting on what we've got. It's, the thing is, what we've got... Is Tells re- the stories yeah. that we want to tell. The but minute, it, don't the it? quality is still very, very good. Um. You don't need 4K... If you you know you need a computer to edit in 4K, I think we had a comment on the channel saying they've just someone just ordered a new camera and they're worried that they're not going to be able to edit on their 2013 MacBook. And I'm just like, well, kind of get something that's in your mid range that you know you're going to be able to edit because if you, you might be able to shoot nice footage, but if you can't put it together efficiently enough, it's going to slow you down and creatively it'll stop you being more creative because you yeah. won't, you'll have to keep you rendering You need to have fluid motion in an editor, don't you? So yep. if it's a choice between having really super crisp 4K footage that lags in your editor or having pretty crisp 1080 footage that is really smooth, definitely shoot in 1080 because you'll be able to edit that twice as good. Yeah. And um, that, that counts for everything. Yeah. So it's, it's just a mixture. And for client work as well, um, if we get a client job that requires 4K, um, maybe because they want to use the footage for the next five years or it needs to be, you know, it's going on TV, like we said, for yeah. Netflix or something, we'll do it. We've got no question about it. If we've got the money and we've got the budget, we, you know, we, we shoot on no budget filmmaking. Obviously, we do have equipment that we've spent money on over the years, um, but we'll just keep shooting on that until we do need something better. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that question, Greg, yeah. for sending that over. If anyone wants to send a question, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at thefilmlook or thefilmlook at gmail.com. Just put in the subject like podcast. Podcast question, podcast. Just and so then we'll, it gets we'll get it. Out. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, so do a quick last round of trivia. Great. It's 3 0 Richard, so Rich needs to get all these wrong and you need to get all these right. Great, Rob. It's happened before. It's happened before. It has. Anything, not, not anything, with this game. Anything can happen on the podcast. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, the first one is adding sound to images after they have been shot and assembled. Assembled. Sound editing. Not when I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Adding sound e- later e- on. E.g. dubbing and sound effects. ADR. Uh, no. I mean, it's probably that as well, but it's not the word I've got. E.g. dubbing and sound effects. Yeah. It'll be like post-production sound design. Yeah, it's post-synchronization. You're kidding us. No. <laughs> Why are you on your Post-synchronization. Yeah. Oh, you can do that with your video footage. <laughs> you only got post, right? You didn't get anything yeah. else. <laughs> you know, don't give us that one. Yeah, you don't give you that one. <laughs> that, that's the stupidest that one. That doesn't yet. count. <laughs> that's not even half a point, that. Okay, this is a slightly different. Oh, what's this called? So the standard standardized shape of the frame rip. Frame rip? 16 by 9? Film frame established by the AMPAS. The what's film frame? 20, yeah. 24 frames per second? No, what's it called? What's the term? What? The standardized shape of the film frame. <laughs> 
established by the AMP Pass, I think it's called. Standardized term. It's gonna yeah. be like it's gonna be something stupid. Just like think of aspect sim- ratio. Nearly. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Don't know. It's Academy Radio. Ratio, sorry. Academy, Academy ratio. ratio. Do you okay. know what? And you know what that is? Go on, like the width and the height. Two, three, five. No, it's one by eight. Eight, eight, five. eight, eight five. five by one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting. Okay, do one more. Go. Do a do like a lightning one. Do a lightning one. Uh, no, I've already done that one. Uh, in the three-point lighting system, the brightest illumination coming into the scene. What's Key that? light. Yeah, he's got it. He's got one. Finally. That key light. Easy, one. I said it earlier. <laughs> I don't saying, like this Just keep saying key light. All right, this is the last time I'm doing this. All right, resolving all lines of action within the narrative film. What's that called? So conclusion? Closure, mate. Get it right. It's a conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> if you get up the definition, I dare say it. <laughs> it's closure, mate. Get it right. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, or conclusion, which it's known by no, every no, other no, no, like no, same <laughs> book. Uh, anything that's written, it, there's a conclusion in it. The, you know, if you want to do, in you, I bet your dissertation had a conclusion in it, didn't it? No, I had a closure. Did it? I think no, it's it time to conclude this episode <laughs> with some closure. I don't like this game. Yeah, so uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. We will be watching Victoria next week, so if you want to watch it and um, send us some questions, no one's ever done this before, but you can send it along at the Filmhook on Twitter and the Filmhook at gmail.com. So as always, thank you for listening to the Filmhook podcast, where we're trying to achieve it one shot at a time. Until until next time, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.